Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 108 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630 Chet. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. And we we're going to go to our Heartland Ford text line. We've got uh, an interview with Peter Shirelli that we're going to run about uh, 118, Jay Woodcroft at 135, but we've not done a lot of text today. I want to get to some on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. So let's get to some text, and then we'll get to NHL today. Oh, man, this is not a good time for this to occur right now. Uh, you know what? We can't get to... Oh, there it is. Here we go. You can text us at 6.30, Several texts out of Calgary. Bob, the biggest issue with this core group of players will not commit to team defense. They show spurts, however, uh, over a season they are undisciplined uh, to spend uh, energy on defense. This has been the issue with this organization for years. Take the one year off the playoffs. Overall, 10 years of brutal team defense. It doesn't matter who coaches them. The players will not defend. Their draft and development program is brutal. Management must be held accountable. Uh, the texter adds, I've listened to you for about two years now. You've preached and uh, promoted Todd McClellan uh, and that uh, the organization can't keep changing coaches. You spoke about this area so much. Now what, Bob? The, the upper management, says the texter from Calgary, needs to be held accountable for the 10-plus years of failure. You were so objective before they had the one-and-done playoff years, and now you've been skewed and become a one-sided homer with all your viewpoints. Please go back to your objective thoughts like they used to be. You are more reliable and believable. Well, you know what? Um, You're entitled to your opinion. I I like to think I try to be as objective as possible. I think Todd McClellan's a good coach. Uh, I think if uh, you're going to make a move, getting Ken Hitchcock with his uh, experience on a short-term deal uh, makes uh, the most sense. So if you're going to make that move, uh, this text out of from Howie and Salmon Arm, Bob, I don't know what the hell you were watching so far this year, but yes, a Poliarvi was not even playing at an American Hockey League level. He was standing around doing nothing. Leave Yessie down for the year and teach him how to play from Howie. Howie, that perspective is out there. 
This text from Edmonton, Bob, Craig Simpson has to be the best guest that you have. Craig was uh, has a very smart hockey mind. When does he become the next Edmonton Oilers general manager? Again, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, Chris in Victoria has texted the show, Bob, first off, I've always liked Ken Hitchcock, and I'm happy he's aboard. My thoughts are, how dedicated is he to the team knowing that it's just a short term? How much passion and drive can one have knowing that it's just for a few months? What does he have to gain, or is there a chance that he wants to stay long-term? Did he not retire after the season? All right, Chris, I think Ken Hitchcock becomes an Edmonton sporting legend if he gets the Oilers in all playoffs. I think most of you listening would agree. Okay? There you go. Um, Like, he's got a chance to hit the home run here in Edmonton if he gets these guys in all playoffs because the team was scuffling. That would be the term. Brad from St. Albert, who has history from Hitch, says, Bob, Hitch will tell the boys. Boy, we're getting hundreds of texts coming in here. Um, Where did it go? I better pull that one up. Hitch will tell the boys to play like they did in junior. When NHL scouts were in the building, win every battle, win every shift, win every period, everything else will look after itself. That one comes to us from Brad out of St. Albert. Uh, Brad, thank you for the text. Um, Bob, do you think uh, Cam Talbot's success two years ago is directly tied to Andre Sekera being a lineup? I think we all know that Andre Sekera was no worse than the Oilers what, second best defenseman that season? He has been a big loss. It's been bad luck for the Edmonton Oilers not having Andre Secker in the lineup. And I'm concerned because I am objective. It's going to be almost impossible for him coming off an Achilles tendon injury to be anywhere near close to what he was two years ago when he comes back. Dylan says, Bob, I think the biggest thing about the head coaching situation is the Oilers organization is finally ready to stop building and start winning. Even in a press conference yesterday, Peter Shirelli said, we'll evaluate at season ends. That means we need to win and win soon, a step in the right direction. Again, you can text us at 630-630. 113 in Edmonton, that's get to it nhl today brought to you by elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear and here is the young gun himself brendan escott thanks bob 14 games on the nhl schedule tonight the flames hosting the winnipeg jets vancouver in anaheim ottawa visits minnesota the hurricanes entertaining toronto and montreal playing in new jersey Sidney crosby will return to the penguins lineup in their game against dallas tonight he had been sidelined with an upper body issue for the last couple of games devils forward nico heischer will return after a four-game absence of his own and hurricane Canes forward Victor Rask will make his season debut tonight. He caught up his hand in the offseason preparing food. Panthers forward Vinny Trocek is out indefinitely following surgery to fix a gruesome broken ankle. GM Dale Talon expects that Trocek will be able to return this season. Uh, NHL scoring leader Colorado's Miko Rantanen was fined $2,000 for diving. He was warned early in the season uh, in a game against the Rangers, and that was his second infraction that left his wallet a little bit lighter. Bakersfield Condors lost at home to the Colorado Eagles last night 4-3. Joseph Gambardella had a pair of goals Yesa Puyarvi had an assist in that one. And the Oil Kings are playing the branded Wheat Kings tonight on the road, trying to halt a two-game losing skid, Bob. 
couple other notes. Uh, last night, and I know we've talked about Brett Leeson a lot. He had a hat-trick for the Prince Albert Raiders. They won 5-1. Leeson now leads the WHL in goals and uh, points. Uh, I'd like to thank the individual who reached out to me last spring and said, uh, hey, the Edmonton Oilers should be looking at Brett Leeson. while well, he is available for the 2019 draft. He's gone through two drafts already. He's, he's going to go uh, in the no later than the third round. And I'm interested in Craig Button mentioning that he might be making that. Uh, Team Canada and the World Juniors. Wow, guys having a huge year. Six foot four, right shot winger, and it's played a little bit of center, but mostly the wing. It's having a great year. And uh, I've talked about Rob Dom over the years on this show. He was fired this morning as head coach of the Iserlone Roosters in the uh, DEL. Uh, now you should know that over in Europe they fire coaches every eighteen months to two years. It's not uncommon at all. But uh, Iserlone was the second highest scoring team in the German uh, in the DEL. Alrighty, uh, Texas at six thirty, six thirty. We'll get to uh, more on that in a second. And uh, when we- it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. To come back, uh, we're going to get to a conversation we had last night with Peter Shirelli, the Oilers general manager. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers. Val from the high desert in northeast Colorado has uh, emailed us and said, Sorry, texter, Bob is not a homer. My home market here is infested with homers. Bob isn't a homer. Jack isn't a homer. Neither are Reed or Rob, and for that matter, Brendan and Brendan. Well, thank you for that, Val. Try to call them as we see them. You know, you can respect a player but not like an act in a game. That comes with the territory. And uh, it is what it is. So take it for what it's worth. Um, case in point, right now, Matthew Kachuk is a heck of a player. He's a hell of a player. Um, you know, some would say his actions against the Oilers the other night, that he turtled. If you're north of Red Deer, maybe you're thinking that way. And apparently, since I did a couple of events in Red Deer, about 70% of Red Deer might think that way. And if you're south of Red Deer, you would say, no, he's doing what he should do. Why, why should he fight Lucic? Why should he fight Cassian? Uh, I, again, I'd have Matthew Kachuk on my team any day. He is an excellent hockey player. And my guess is when the two teams meet again, by the way, uh, Kachuk will be engaged in battles during the course of the game because that's what he does. All right, uh, Peter Shirelli made an appearance last night on our pregame show. Let's get to that conversation. Uh, we're joined by Edmonton Oilers President and General Manager Peter Shirelli on what has been a, uh, a difficult day. Uh, you made the move you made. Uh, let's just uh, take, you know, sort of take us through 
Uh, was it the concern over the recent stretch? Uh, for the last five games, there was 20 to 25 minute windows in each of those games where the team, frankly, looked awful. Was that part of the reason why? That, that was part of it, Bob. You these are these are real hard things to do, especially in season, and and we're at the quarter point mark, and there's a good chunk of that segment that I've liked, and. But, you know, I, uh, part of being a GM is getting ahead of it, and uh, there was there was recurring themes that, that showed up from last year, and, and you know, uh, you have to you have to act, and uh, I felt it was time to do it, and uh, again, as I said today, uh, um, I think Todd is a very good coach, and uh, he's a very good person, um, and this is a hard league to coach in and a hard league to manage in, and you got to make these hard decisions, and uh, we decided to make the change. I don't envy you for that. Like, that's that's got to be a tough thing, uh, and there's no, I mean, people are like, well, why did he come to San Jose? The fact of the matter is, there's no perfect time. Well, that's, that, that's, that's, that's... There's no perfect time, no, is No, there's not, and, and this is something that transpired. It obviously it is in the back of uh, my mind, but it transpired... Really, starting after the, uh, the game Sunday, and, and uh, um, it was really it was Monday morning. Well, it was all Monday morning, like from midnight through. Like I couldn't sleep on this stuff, and you, 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 you play it over in your head, and yep. and we decided to, to, to branch out a bit uh, Monday morning, and still wasn't sure. It wasn't until late late last night that we decided to do it. And uh, I know it, 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 it looks like why why fly him all the way to San Jose, yeah. but like you have to be properly informed and, and think through this. And, and you know it, it's too bad that it happened here, but but it happened somewhere tomorrow. It doesn't be make same, it any better. Be the same reaction. Okay. Uh, all right. So Ken Hitchcock. Uh, people say why Ken Hitchcock? For me, I mean, I look at what he did in St. Louis when he took over from Davis Keene. Uh, you know, and his ability to get structure and process in a team's game would be a couple of reasons. But he does that. He does that, and he has done that uh, in 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 a, in a quick fashion. Wherever yeah. he's gone, he's he's uh, his defensive game has, uh, has has helped goaltenders and vice versa. Um, he can be hard on goalies, though, but he the way that they, that they play it helps him. Uh, I worked with Ken briefly at the Social Olympics, and he's a brilliant hockey mind. And uh, it was you know, made a lot of sense in a short segment, and and that's why we acted on it. Yeah, I'm not an ageist, so I I, I mean you know I look at Ken and. One of his mentors was Claire Drake, and Claire was about 25 years ahead of his time. Pressure on PK, didn't believe in breaking kids down and building them up. Because there's people that say, well, Ken's old, and he's not going to be able to communicate. I'd call that total BS. How do you know? You don't know until you got the guy. Do you think he'd embrace the opportunity? Like a guy like Paul Yarby. Like, you're going to need that guy at some point during this year to take a step forward. How much discussion went into sort of scenarios? Well, like, we, we talked about lineups. We talked about... Uh, uh, the, the young players that have been, uh, you know, the, the Frank of the two players that went down. We talked a lot about those players. That's just to be clear. That's not what. That's not what the, the okay. turning point of the decision. But it, it was. Uh, we wanted. We wanted to get these players a chance, and and and, you know, I, we we sent them down for the reasons that I had mentioned. We wanted to get their confidence back and whatnot, and and. When they come back, I'm not sure yet, but they're they're doing well down there as it stands right now. Um, 
He's he's shown a propensity to. It's on merit, but he's shown a propensity to, to integrate these players in, and it's something that we took into consideration. Oilers president, general manager Peter Shirelli with us, Bob Stoffer with you on the face-off show. Uh, the fact that you got you're not looking at a three or four year term on Ken. Obvious, like I'm looking at that from a asset management perspective, going, well, that's that's the perfect scenario as well. Like that he was open to the type of contract structure or the openness in the arrangement. He was really passionate about the opportunity, and 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 we talked about, you know, he, he just finished coaching. You didn't know what, he, but he we talked about, uh, um, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a. It, it, it's it's hyper accelerated what he's going into because he's he's a quarter of the way into the season and uh, there's a lot of pressure on and and there's been uh, obviously holes in our game and he feels he can fix them and he's very confident and passionate and uh, that that impressed me quite a bit. There's a mythology that he's strictly a defensive coach. We got Rob Brown back in the studio, played for him in Camelot. So I played against Hitch's teams of Short Park. They were the highest scoring teams in the league. Like he, you think that's a bit of a myth that? Well, he's 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 been with teams that have defended well yeah. and we talked earlier about uh, the goalies that that have played for him uh, have all been not high elite goalies that have had good years he plays a sound defensive game but we talked about an aggressive forecheck we talked about pressuring the puck we talked about playing quick he was very very uh emphatic on uh, the, the play between the dots and the walls so like that's where the most of the game is played so there's you know and I think we have guys that can can play that uh, play that game but they, they haven't been lately like if you, those games that we've been flat in Calgary uh, Vegas they win in a lot of the battles on the defensive and the offensive wall so we're gonna we're gonna, he's gonna stress that but he uh, he, he, he recognizes the talent and uh, that we have here and, and he actually recognizes the talent we have Bakersfield, so he's he's uh, he's gonna you know he's gonna uh, put us in a position to succeed, and uh, and as I said, he's very passionate about it, and uh, and and very cerebral. You know why zone defense was eliminated in the NBA? Because it works. And <laughs> if you play zone in hockey, you know where guys are when you get the pocket transition. Would we see a, sort of a is he a, is a man within his own type? Thing? Yeah, there's uh, I haven't drilled that deep, but we talked with D zone coverage. Um, and uh, there's a oh, we we weren't playing strictly before we weren't playing strictly man to man. There was there was a there's kind of the top of the circles. There's a switch off and a, a zone. But we haven't been you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, the D zone breakdowns come from not breaking out. Yes. And it's a possession game. It's hard to get possession back. And how do you get possession back too? It's board battles. And we have been, we've been deficient at that. So you took uh, some uh, ownership and some accountability for the position that the team was in, saying it wasn't all on Todd today. Just just to clarify, you you do think there's enough talent here? To I, I think there is, and and it, it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to try and improve it. And I, I you know we want this to be the best team, the best contending team that we can make it. And I, I do believe that what we saw in in that stretch, I, yep. I believe that that's that, that we can play at that level. And, and I know it's not realistic to think you can play at that level the whole year, but we were playing fast, we were breaking out well, and uh, um, and our special teams were improving. So I want to, you know, I, I want Hitch to continue that trend. Uh, there's going to be a few bumps here to start because of the, the newness. He's, he's got to get used to these players, but. Um, and, and I don't want it to be misconstrued that 
um, we're standing pat and improving this team because because this this is a very tough league and and there's a lot of parity and you have to get every edge you can get so um, part of that you know is, is is getting those young players back and up and running and, and part of that is you know we'll, we'll, we'll look in the trade market as, as we always do and 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 uh, we'll continue to try and improve this team. You traded a third-line center. We haven't got your thoughts on this for a, a winger that is a, can be a top-six guy. I don't think he ultimately is going to play center. Uh, Cooper Marodi's a little unproven at this stage. Would you possibly look at giving up an asset to get a different type of third-line center? I'm not sure yet. We've got a lot of centers on this team. Um, and, and it, this is this uh, that move wasn't made solely to open a spot for Cooper Marodi. Right. I mean, that, 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 I want to be clear on that. Um, you needed a left winger well, with some. Yes, and it was speed and yep. and and uh, can make plays, and he's a, he's a good power play player, and and uh, you know he's got his faults, as did Ryan Strom, and and, yep. and uh, but uh, I, I like the speed that this guy brings, and. Um, we, we, we saw a bit of it. He, like, in fairness to, to Spooner, he, he, he traveled all day, played, and then played the next day. I mean, he's just He getting... looked terrific in the first period and a half against Calgary. Yeah. Well, With Nugent Hopkins. That's, so he can make plays. And, you know, he's obviously he's got some deficiencies that... Uh, um, but you know what? You need skill and you need speed. And, and and so we've got a lot of centers, so we may do that by committee. And Cooper's playing there right now, but we'll see how that goes. That's Peter Sorelli conversation before last night's game. Marodi played five minutes. Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcoff coming up after Global News Weather Traffic Update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.